Paisanos, it's the... Excuse me, princess. Super Show! Welcome back to the Excuse Me, Princess Super Show. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And we're watching all of the Super Mario Bros. Super Show and the Legend of Zelda cartoon in its airing order. So that we don't just watch the Zelda cartoon. Which we just watched a little while ago, and now we have to put up with this, Will. Yeah. The episodes we're looking at today are the live-action segment, Mamma Mia Mario, and the Mario episode, The Great BMX Race. Now, do you remember your predictions for these? I sure do. It, uh, from uh, Mamma Mia Mario, it was supposed to be an ABBA cover... Full length uh, of the Mamma Mia musical. Unfortunately, that did not happen. Not quite. And I think for the BMX race, uh, I think you pretty much predicted that there'd be a BMX race. Or that it was the prequel to Mario Kart. Right. The Which Super Mario Kart. Which also kind of was uh, what it was. More it, than you'd think, but less than you'd want. Yes. Now, do you want to... You can lead us off when talking about the live-action segment and its various guest stars. Oh, good. Who, at the very least, were on set, unlike Magic Johnson last week. Or last episode. All right. I guess it would have been last week, because this would be the Monday. Also, it aired originally on September 18th, 1989. Ooh, 1989. Every episode we've listened to has been 1989. So far. And by listened to, I mean watch. Yeah. I uh, make it a point now that my phone goes away when the episode goes on, and I have to pay attention. John, I don't care. (laughs) But uh, for the live action uh, segment, it starts off with Mario and Luigi sitting on the couch eating pizza in their own filth. Pretty much. Having once again forgotten their family motto of neatness counts. I think they keep on forgetting the last part of that. Which would probably be something like, neatness counts for nothing. Maybe that's it. No, the place is even more filthy than usual. And they're sitting on the couch pretending to play Nintendo by holding the controller in one hand. Eating pizza. And eating pizza. Leaving the crusts. And basically just talking about how much they love living away where nobody can tell them what to do, what to wear, and when to clean. And then the pizza phone rings, as it so often does. And when uh, Luigi goes uh, to answer it, first find it, because it's buried under pizza, uh, that he didn't order, because he doesn't remember ordering pizza with uh, green mold on it. Did anyone order penicillin on their pizza, dude? Uh, a frantic, uh, seems like an emergency level phone call has come in, with a lot of, uh-huh, oh no. Oh, okay, okay. Stuff like that from uh, Luigi, and he can't hear the other side, and Mario's worried that it's about a boiler that broke up. Yeah, an exploding water heater. All you hear from over the phone is the usual fast-forward tape noise. And then once uh, Luigi uh, hangs up, uh, Ma- uh, Mario uh, ends up uh, asking whether or not it was uh, from the uh, hot water heater. When uh, Luigi says no, and Mario wipes the sweat off his face. Until Luigi reveals that it was their mother. 
that was on the phone. And they panicked. They need to clean up the place. They need to put uh, fresh green uh, vegetables on the table. Because Mama's coming to visit. And that... And once... uh, First we have a lovely uh, fast-forward cleaning montage. Not unlike the ones made famous by the big comfy couch. And then uh, Mario grabs a pile of crud and disappears through the side door into the black void beyond. This is when uh, Luigi goes to answer the doorbell and immediately gets hit with a hard right hook from his mom, who is played by, surprise, surprise, Captain Lou Albano. So I'm guessing that uh, Aunt Marianne is from his mother's side of the family. There's a resemblance there. Yes. Did they even paint over his mustache this time? Yes. Barely. Barely, okay. (laughs) Maybe it's YouTube compression. It was enough. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of YouTube, if you want to watch the episodes we're watching today, you can watch them for free legally on YouTube, on the Wild Brain Superheroes YouTube channel, and on Amazon Prime. We forgot to say that, because we have things to say about this. (laughs) Yes. We have a lot to say. We have some exciting news in this episode. And not that we're going back to Hollywood. Oh, good. But anyway, uh, Mama comes in and uh, she's most displeased with their lack of progress when it comes to keeping the house clean and not talking back to their Mama. And by talking back, I mean answering her questions. (laughs) And not having the entirety of uh, Brooklyn cleaned up for her. Pretty much. Because she you know, puts the uh, the two to work. Which is when we cut away to the Mario cartoon. Yes. And then when we get back, uh, it's time to watch some clips from The Legend of Zelda, which is, at the very least is their mama's favorite show, too. Which says something about mama's taste. And of course, at this point, their mother has driven them insane with uh, the need of uh, the cleaning of the house, the need of them eating uh, healthy food. Have, need... Having to find constant ways to send Mario to do things off screen so that uh, Mama can be on screen at the same time <laughs> yes. as Luigi. But eventually, Mama gets a phone call. and She has won the lottery! So she's gone and the boys are back in town and they immediately start kicking the trash cans over to put the mess back. And by that I mean they play that footage backwards of them cleaning up. Yes. And it was great. It was horrible. It was uh, awful. I hate everything about it. And I want to watch it again. John, yeah. can we uh, stop this episode and watch it again and uh, come back and review it? Maybe. But first we got to talk about the tag. They oh. say the only thing that could have been worse is if it had been Aunt Luigina come back. Presumably having given up on chasing Lyle. Yes. And, and then the door uh, the doorbell goes off again or the door starts knocking. Luigi runs off so that he can actually get a real winning lottery ticket for Mom, in case it is her. Mario answers the door and gets a left-facing hook purse to the face. It's Aunt Luigina. And that's when we uh, cut to do the Mario. Yeah, and at least Aunt Luigina has the good sense to do the Mario. Unlike magic. Yeah. God. I'm still not sure if he was being sinister on his uh, magic tricks. It's hard to say. At least we know Mama and uh, Aunt Luigina were being sinister on purpose. Yes. 
And by sinister, I mean stock overbearing Italian mother who tells you to shut up your face and don't to talk back. Yes. Exactly that. And only that. And uh, yeah, uh, go clean of the brook and the bridge. So, uh, Mamma Mia. Yeah, I think I put it sort of in the upper half of the live action segments. Better than ma- uh, Magic's Magic. Yeah, which was in the bottom two. Yes. But I mean, this one had a lot of kinetic energy. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of gags a minute. There's, you know, there wasn't a, a lot of downtime where you just sit there and wait for something to happen. I put it right with uh, the vampire episode, I think. That's a good, that's kind of in that area. Yeah. Not as good as the Ghostbusters one, but I would put it above the vampire one and the Frankenstein one. Yeah, the Frankenstein... Did have some great moments. Yeah, but by its nature, it was more sedentary with yeah. the with the beds and the machines and stuff. This one, you know, again, there's lots of jumping around. There's lots of jokes. The fast forward bit is always a good bit. Yeah. So I'd put it in the, the upper... Let's see, we've seen 11. So it's sort of in the upper third, I guess, is a good way to round it up for me. Yeah, same. Probably, it's definitely in the top, uh, I think, four for me. Yeah. Plus, it had the premiere of one of my uh, catchphrases from my youth, which is Mario Brothers Plumbing, you clog them, we clear them. Which I definitely would have cribbed off of seeing this episode on You Hooligans back in 2004, as I mentioned in the the first episode. The pilot, part one, of three. When we were live from the tin can, instead of live from the cat cave. We're still in Aaron's uh, cat's domain, but... (laughs) Okay, that's just spooky. I don't know if you guys will be able to hear that on the mic, but as soon as I said that, one of them came in and meowed. Now, you'll definitely be able to hear that one. Okay. You can stop now, Poppins. You have done your job. Yeah. Last thing we need is a mascot. But anyway, uh, anything else on Mamma Mia Mario? Oh, no, I think that was actually pretty good on uh, dealing with all of that. I think it might be the stronger half of the show this time. Not that the other one was bad. We'll see. We'll see. Just jumping in here to say if you're listening to us on YouTube, please give the video a like and be sure to subscribe to the channel. Every two weeks you get the podcast, and every Wednesday you get a YouTube short that's one of our best of clips. You can also find those on TikTok at Excuse Me Super Show. And if you're listening to us on a podcast service that lets you give ratings, please give us five stars. Help us get up the charts and find even more listeners. And getting into that, the cartoon episode, The Great BMX Race. Man, if only there was a BMX race that we could go watch right now. Or Mario Kart. Yeah. So, uh, Mario and Luigi are on a what seems to be a motorized BMX uh, racer bike. Tandem. Tandem. Bike. But, I mean, neither of them are pedaling. No, but... <laughs> but it's tandem is in there both riding it. And then they're towing Toad and the princess in a bathtub behind them. With Toad using the... Oh, yeah. Toad is swinging around doing gymnastics on the, uh, the shower <laughs> fixture. And... Uh, he bends it for, and he's looping around, and the princess claps, and then they rewind the footage, and he loops it back around and bends it back up, and the princess claps in reverse, <laughs> and the, you know what kind of episode you're looking at. It's, but 
Go ahead. It was quite good. It started off uh, very strong, kept uh, going strong, and everyone enjoyed this entire episode of uh, Toad just doing that. <laughs> over and over again for 15 <laughs> minutes. But eventually, they pull off to the side of the road. Uh, they're assaulted by a fry guy, which is one of the bosses in Mario 2. Um, when you would hit him with the... Not a vegetable. It's one of those uh, rooms where they give you the four big mushrooms you pick up and throw. And you hit him, and he'd split into two. And then he'd split into four. I might be thinking of a different guy. I think that's fry guy. But anyway, in this case, he's just spitting hot fire, which is more appropriate than it was when I said Ganon was doing it. And uh, it turns out, supposedly, Toad owes him 60 gold coins, and he'd better pay up. This is when we find out about Toad's uh, depressing and crippling gambling issue. Yeah. According to Princess Toad's stool, King Koopa took all their money, and that's not counting the so far 200 coins they've donated to the Mushroom Orphans Fund, unless that's a front. That's a, uh, as we've discussed, that's just Toad's uh, money laundering. Yeah. Toad it, is the real villain of the show. So, but it turns out, Fry Guy leads them to the starting line of the Great BMX Race. With prize money that'll surely cover Toad's gambling debts. So the Mario Brothers agree to, you know, sign up and race on behalf of their friend. And uh, they figure they're there alone at first until Koopa's cavalry shows up. It's uh, Mouser, missing his mustache. And still no longer French. Yeah, although I don't know what kind of accent he does have. No. You got uh, Triclide, no longer Roman. And a pair of Koopa Troopas, I think, right? Yes. I think it was just one. Oh, yeah, it was a pair later on. Well, they're busy gloating. The Mario Brothers get a head start, which is fine, except we never hear any kind of starting signal or gun or anything, so... It was just the Mario Brothers cheating. Yeah, but I think they're just ahead of the curve in this race <laughs> yeah. when it comes to it. Uh, what was that Hanna-Barbera uh, show about racing? The wacky one? Yeah. The one, the wacky one about racing? Yes. I can't remember. It kind of reminds me of that a lot for this entire episode. There is a bit of wacky races energy, especially once Princess Toadstool ends up tied up, just like Penelope Pitstop. But anyway, Toad and uh, Princess Toadstool are watching through binoculars from the top of this hill spiral mountain thing, and uh, they shift two degrees to the right and see King Koopa and some more goons getting ready to cheat. Turns out the whole thing's a trap. Big surprise. But when Moser's involved, you have to expect Koopa to be there. Yeah. Or when there's a Koopa Troopa involved. Ah, what if he was just a rebel without a cause? Or trying to find a cause? This isn't Paper Mario. There are no good Goombas and good Koopa Troopas. There could be later. I believe, in my heart, that all Koopas and Goombas have the possibility of being good. Mousers them yeah not so much for mouser <laughs> anyway so they're plotting something and what was their first plot um uh, it wasn't uh roll the boulder onto mario yeah we thought they were gonna roll this boulder down onto them and instead they just ran down the hill at them really fast yeah i tried to run them off the cliff yeah which they did yes they did run them off the cliff 
and the Mario Brothers landed at the bottom, dead. End of episode. Yeah. Was that before or after Toad and uh, Princess Toad still tried to warn them? After, because uh, they uh, stopped them before they got up the... Or were trying to stop them before they got up the hill. And uh, Mario said, Oh, it's uh, you can even go faster when you have a cheering squad or something like that. Yeah. It's too bad we couldn't understand what they were cheering, eh, Mario? And then, of course, the goons on the bikes... Uh, apparently stop and capture the princess and deliver her to King Koopa and then still get ahead of the Mario Brothers? Yeah, they knew a shortcut. <laughs> Fair enough. They took the elevator. It could be. So, uh, Mario... Uh, so, Peach... Oh, I almost made it through the whole episode without saying <laughs> Peach. Princess Toadstool and Toad are tied up by a giant red snake. I can't remember what they're called for Mario 2. And... Uh, basically are just there to sass at Koopa. Uh, what is it? She says, King Koopa, you're a lying, cheating, terrible, no good meanie. I try. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, then they begin Operation Avalanche, or whatever it was, and they do run the Mario Brothers off the road, but Mario's bike has a toolkit on the front, and he hucks a plunger, or as they always refer to them in this show, a plumber's helper, back up and pulls a Batman. It's got a rope on it and uh, it catches them. And then they pedal up. Yeah, which apparently winches the rope. Which, like, I get it. I can get the through line. <laughs> but the rope is, like, just nebulously inside the little toolkit <laughs> basket on the front of the bike. But whatever, it works. So, Somehow. Yeah, meanwhile, uh, Mouser, the Koopa Troopa, and Triclide are looking up the uh, looking over the edge of the cliff expecting to find uh, their scattered and varied remains and instead get passed on the track by them. Yeah. So King Koopa has to move on to phase 2, which is uh, have Mauser chuck bombs at them while having the Koopa Troopa shoot this giant cheese ball of spikes. Of spikes. Yeah, when it explodes it turns into spikes. But it looks more like a mispainted. I don't know what it actually is. This is a perfect time to talk about the best animation uh, possible in this series. Yes, um, Mouser chucks the bomb, and does he just drive through his own smoke trailer? Or do they send it back to him somehow? I think he just. Uh, I think they send it back to him, but there's definitely a part where they could have just used a smoke uh, like a smoke animation where it's like just grave uh smoke instead of uh opaque add some opaqueness to it yeah for now, a transition however instead, <laughs> instead mouser drives through his own smoke hole however it works and halfway through you hear a bunch of coughing but nothing really changes and then all of a sudden mouser's head is facing the other way his hair is all frazzled and his glasses are askew like, between frames. Yes. There was obviously supposed to be some thicker smoke or another layer of smoke put over it before that happened. And then we had to see it again when we rewatched it with the... This is the part where the cover song would have been, which I'll get to in a minute. And so we were rewatching it. It's like, no, nope, it looks just as terrible. Oh, and this before that, at the beginning of the cover song, Mario is combing his mustache in the mirror of the, his handlebars... And seems to be saying something. And See, he's, he's not saying anything. He's just 
opening and closing his mouth over and over again. You know, it's to make sure he gets as many flies in it as possible. If I didn't know better, I'd say he was preening. Oh, we forgot about uh, the couple of things that uh, make this a Mario Kart prequel. Besides uh, chucking bombs? Besides chucking bombs, uh, but also the tomato sauce is an equivalent to a banana. Oh yeah, I was going to get to that. And what was the other one before we get back to the tomato sauce? I don't know. (laughs) It just sounds better to say a couple of things. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. But no, yeah, phase two, uh, during the bomb chucking. Oh, that, I think, is that how he gets him into the... God, this is actually a very dense episode, and it's harder to remember than usual. There aren't the dead points. No. Like, I can't even remember where uh, the princess and Toad's escape fits into this chronology anymore. But uh, at one point, uh, Mario, who was... He was hoping to save this for a real emergency. It's a can of tomato sauce. And he uh, spills it on the road as an oil slick. And it shouldn't work for several reasons. Not the least of which is it's a dirt road. <laughs> but uh, it works and it causes uh, Triclide to crash, I believe. Yes. This is going on, or thereabouts. Uh Toad and uh, Princess Toadstool, the snake that's wrapped around them, has started snoring, and uh, they realize that whenever he exhales, it loosens a bit, and they're able to eventually pull themselves out. After two tries. After two tries. Well, you know, once you get the rhythm down. At this point, King Koopa notices them escape right after they steal one of his bikes, and he runs along the top of a cliff to try and land on him and misses. First, he sends his uh, two other Koopa Troopas. Oh, yes, that's right. The two Koopa Troopas he has with him. But all the Koopa Troopas in this episode are animated wearing BMX gloves. Even these two who weren't on bikes. But they get stuck in a narrow gap trying to get through it the same way uh, at the same time. Three Stooges style. So Koopa stomps all over them on his way over them. Even though he's wider than the two of them combined, he's able to get through without a problem. I think stepping up over them got him into the the wider mouth of the gorge there. Yeah. I think that's the idea of it. Either that or they don't give a shit. But uh, then Koopa tries and fails to catch Princess Toadstool and Toad. Every time there's that verbal stop, that's me not saying the word peach. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, they catch up with the, the Marios, tell them the whole thing was a trick. But immediately before that, the Marios hide from the goons in a vegetable patch and start chucking Mar- uh, chucking vegetables at them, Mario 2 style. So zucchinis and... Succotash. What's so a succotash? I don't remember. I think it's something you make out of something. What? You're sitting at a computer, you Google it. I am not Googling Succotash. How do you even spell Succotash? I don't know. Uh, Look up Sylvester the Cat's catchphrase. Thuffer and Thuckatash. I can't do it. But anyhow, that's... Uh, Fresh corn, tomatoes, uh, lima beans, and okra. That doesn't sound too bad, actually. Maybe one time we'll have Succotash on this show. (laughs) Only when we run out of other guest stars. (laughs) But the uh, 
So that's what disables the other bikers finally, just as everyone catches up to them. And then Luigi's upset they risked their life for this, and Mario's upset that he wasted his precious tomato sauce on this. So they start chasing after King Koopa on his own bike, pelting him with produce. And that's when they cross over the horizon and we iris out. It's a shame they didn't actually catch him and finish him off right there. And that's when we cut back to being told to check out clips from Friday's episode, The Legend of Zelda, which is one I'm more familiar with than most. And I already know what it is as well. I remember it. I've watched it at least once. I've probably actually watched it three times. Yeah. Because I can remember it. If it's the one with the live action segment that I think it is, we're in for a good time. Ooh, is it another Ernie Hudson at live action? Because that would be nice. No, I think it's the one with uh, Maurice LaMarche. Oh. Yeah, don't give the game away. We'll get to it. But if it is that one, I love that one. So, the Great BMX Race. A denser-than-usual episode. And I think that works in its favor. So do I. I was actually kind of dreading uh, this episode when uh, uh, I first heard that it was a race episode, because... We don't want to get on the heavy topics. <laughs> I, I figured that this was going to be a weaker, uh, hey, here's a race, here's uh, Koopa cheating, here's uh, the moral story. Forgetting that uh, the Mario Brothers have no morals. No, they're, they're almost as crooked as uh, King Koopa can be. What is it they call it on TV tropes? A nominal hero? Yeah. Like, they're the good guys, but... Not only much. Only because they choose to be. Only because you're seeing it from their side. Maybe that's <laughs> it. That's the best way to put it. But I did think it was, uh, you know, in terms of this... At least it wasn't a, uh, a specific movie parody or TV show parody. They seem to have dipped away from that for the last couple. Yeah. Well, I mean, the last Mario we saw was Love Him and Leave Him, and that was uh, a, a love potion, you know, switcheroo thing. And they couldn't even think of a way to have King Koopa in it. No. So I'd say we've rebounded from that pretty well, and I didn't mind Love Him and Leave Him, but... I think Love Him and Leave Him was pretty good. I really enjoyed uh, the uh, this one. I still think my favorite is The Legend of Zelda. Yes. I'm not counting the Zelda episodes. <laughs> yeah. You know. But my favorite uh, was definitely the first Legend of Zelda. I'm trying to think if there's any of the other ones that really stuck out. but The this... first Mario wasn't a bad start, even no. with the implications and the feet licking. Yeah. This is actually more like that than a lot of the other Mario episodes were. Yeah, it feels a little bit more like the original, including... Yeah, the long-awaited and oft-mentioned return of Pasta Power. Twice. Twice. Not only... Uh, right at the beginning, they said, Hey, we got a bike and it's got Pasta Power. But then just as it's time to escape from the goons, they bust out the nursery rhyme again. Join me in three, two... Oh, shit. You don't remember? <laughs> patty cake, I... patty cake, pasta man. Give me pasta power as fast as you can. Oh. Or was that no shit? The waveform stopped moving. That was, uh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to throw me in the, 
under the bus for me not knowing the uh, nursery rhyme. Which is just patty cake. But anyway, so our pasta power count, like we'll mention it now, so I don't, in case I forget to mention it later, as I often have, it's up to eight. It's updated for the first time since, like, episode four. So, I don't hear your cheers because this isn't a live show, but I bet you're cheering. <laughs> but let's get into the f- nitty gritty here. The Great BMX Race was written by Tony Marino. Who is Tony Marino? Typical 80s stuff. He wrote for uh, the notable ones I picked out that he wrote for. Some episodes of Muppet Babies, The Real Ghostbusters, both versions. The the Real Good Show and the Slimer one. Okay. The Beetlejuice cartoon. Bobby's World. You remember Bobby's World? I mean, I remember Boy Meets World. <laughs> That's pretty close, except for one had more Howie Mandel in it. Uh, the Little Mermaid cartoon, like the movie or the no no the 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 TV show. Oh. It was uh, I think it was, was that the first yeah that was uh, the first of the Disney movies getting a TV show that was sort of a prequel slash interquel. Aladdin did it best, but a lot of them did it. I. Really like the Hercules one as well. That was good. The Emperor's New Groove one wasn't bad. Yeah. And uh, I seem to remember enjoying Timon and Pumbaa. But Aladdin was the best one. Yeah, I will agree with that. And then 101 Dalmatians was practically nothing like it, which is probably for the best. But anyway, he wrote some of that. Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa. What is Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa? That's uh, from the era of everyone trying to cash in on the Ninja Turtles. Uh, oh, the Samurai uh, Pizza Cats era. Yeah, except that that's an imported anime. I know. But uh, more like Street Sharks or Biker Mice from Mars. Only in this, they're cowboys. They're all cows. They're very humanoid. And I think I might have seen it once as a kid. Apparently, it's got a pretty good uh, video game that's kind of a reskin of Sunset Riders. Oh. Yeah, which is a decent shooter. Konami, you know, like Super Nintendo era Konami. But anyway, that's a long and short of it for Tony Marino, just another 80s writer. I think we only see him once more. And not for quite a while. The cover song that would have played in this episode was a cover of Shut Down by the Beach Boys. And it's not too bad a cover. We'll drop it in right here, as usual, thanks to the Super Mario Brothers Super HQ on YouTube. You don't need to do that. <laughs> Thank you. Anybody for a game of ride and go boom? Hang on, Luigi! Mario! Whoa, nice jumping, Mario! <laughs> Um, I don't think the cover song was as integral to the episode as they've been, but it's still better with it than without it. Yes. As we've said a million times, this show would be more fondly remembered if the cover songs were still in it. Because that, that's almost the, the hook for the episode, or at least as it was airing. Uh, let's see. Now, additional voices. Nobody rose out of the pool, but besides their usual roles, John Stalker as Toad also returns as Mouser. And, uh, Koopa Troopa. Hey, it's the Mario Brothers. 
you know, it's the same Koopa Troopa voice. And Fry Guy, who just sort of had a, a, uh, pardon me, a generic tough guy voice that I can't really imitate. And Harvey Atkin, King Koopa, was once again Triclide. And though Triclide didn't say a whole lot that I can remember either. Not overly. But, ratings. Ratings. Let's do the ratings. Uh, you start. I liked it pretty much as... No, I didn't like as much as Zelda. I'm going to give it a 6.5 bikes climbing uh, the uh, mountainside. 6.5? That's pretty generous. Like, I liked it, but I didn't like it that much. I think that... I, I don't know if the show is just getting better if it is hitting a stride. Now without the limp, unlike what I said before. I'd give it an, uh, an even 7... Wait. I'm leaving it blank so I can cut out your typing noise later. Um, I'm going to give it an even... Wait, what, 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 what? You're saying an even 7, but my 6.5 was too high? Hmm, I suppose that's fair. 6? Probably a 6.5. You gotta... You know, I'm very easy to please, as anyone who's had to watch a movie with me knows. Uh, 6... Is it 6 or 6.5? It's 6. I'm just trying to think of a, a rating. I should have plucked one out. 6 succotashes. <laughs> no. Um, 6 toad gambling debts. Out of a possible 10. Because 100 is what we needed to save the orphanage. <laughs> if such an orphanage actually existed. Well, once again... How do you reach out to the show, John? I was getting to that, if you could believe it. No, I can't. But I was going to say, once again, we're finally recording these after some of them have gone up on YouTube, but we haven't gotten any worthwhile correspondence. So, uh, if we do get some messages, we'll start dropping in mail segments. We can always record them later. In the meantime, if you do want to send us some mail, or comments, or talk to, you know, give us your opinion on the episodes... You can reach out to the show on the YouTube comments on Excuse Me Super Show. You can email us directly at show at gmail.com. That email address, again, is show at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter slash X at show, Or you can try to contact us with, uh, with smoke signals. We won't get them, but it might uh, be a good stress relief for you. Yeah, it's getting cold outside. And inside. And inside. <laughs> All right. Let's do our predictions. I mean, your predictions. Well, this is going to be interesting. All right. The next live action segment is called Alligator Dundee. Oh. Because it's 1989. Oh. I can't remember uh, the actor who, uh, who played Crocodile Dundee. You know, neither can I offhand. Something tells me it won't be him. I know. <laughs> I can't think of his name either. I guess I could look that up. Hey, go who played Crocodile Dundee? Crocodile Dundee has a cast of more than 60 actors. Here are the first three. Paul Hogan, Linda Kozlowski, and John Mayon. It's Paul Hogan, anyway. <laughs> I forgot that there were two Googles in the room. Anyway, so uh, now, what does that have to do with your prediction? 
So Paul Hogan is going to show up and wrangle uh, Luigi to the floor for uh, five minutes in the start, five minutes in the end, because he thinks Luigi's an alligator. And because of how he uh, uh, smells, fights, and bites, uh, it won't deter him. Not an alligator. I'm just a boy from Brooklyn. They have to wear green. But in the middle, they still take time to tell us to watch The Legend of Zelda. Uh, we could only be so lucky. <laughs> Alright, and then the cartoon next episode is Stars in Their Eyes. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, so is it going to be a singing competition or a space thing? Or maybe movie star crap. It's going to be a movie star. You think movie star It's going to be a bad movie star. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be uh, get uh, one of uh, ten uh, dirty uh, red carpets out of uh, ten. You think so? Now, do you think they're going to meet a movie star or one of them is going to become a movie star and then get up their own hole about it for one episode until they learn their lesson? Um, first one, then the other. I'm not going to tell you which order it comes in. Yeah, if they only do one the next time, they'll do another the time after that. Yes. It's that kind of show. Oh, oh. and we have to do that almost right away after the, uh, we finish recording. Ah, it'll be all right. At least we won't have to worry about it for a while afterwards. Yeah. We won't have it weighing down on us. Oh, my God. Is it going to be a movie star or a bad movie star? Or will they become the movie star? Or is it going to be a movie set in space? Well, we'll find out soon. You'll find out in two weeks. In the meantime, I'm John. I'm Aaron. Wikipedia exists if you don't want to wait those two weeks. It's true. And you can always watch the show on those places we tell you to when we remember. Amazon Prime. Wild Brain Superheroes YouTube channel. And some of them have been reconstructed with the original uh, cover songs intact. Otherwise, as usual, linked in the description is the giant 50-minute long video of just the cover songs with their, you know, attached episode video. So that'll at least give you a hint of what you're looking at. Once again, I'm Aaron. I'm John. And until next time, everybody... Do the Mario! Hi, Aaron the Travel Plan Man here, and you've just finished listening to Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. As John mentioned two episodes back, this is uh, more than just a little bit of a fun skit at the end of each episode. Uh, this is what I do for a living. I'm a travel agent. Uh, John says I'm good at it, really good at it. And I used to think I was just slightly above average. But I think what uh, makes me a cut above isn't the fact that I can find you the trips. It isn't the fact that I can get you the deals uh, that you can get from other travel agents. It's the fact that when you book through me, if something goes wrong, I actually take the time on trying to resolve the issue. Whether it be uh, flight cancellations, delays, uh, needing to rebook because uh, part of your tour was canceled, anything like that, I make that my priorities. So if you want to book through me, reach out to me on Facebook at Aaron Shanahan, the Travel Plan Man, or on TikTok at Coast to Coaster, or Aaron, the Travel Plan Man. Until next time, keep traveling and do the Mario.